Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it is a Thursday. There is a lot going on live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Basically, FS1 is the herd channel. <laughs> Undisputed back August 28th. First things first is uh, on vacation this week. So I walk in the building this morning and I'm getting a lot of me. And I'm almost exhausted by seeing me. So... If you are, too, I totally understand. J-Mac is joining me. Greg Cosell, one hour from now, first time this year. We bring Greg Cosell on every Thursday, top of second hour. What is he seeing? I've got my hottest take of the football season, top of next hour, and I don't think it's a hot take. J-Mac, I had an epiphany last night. Okay, about life, uh, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, football? No, it was about division winners in the NFL. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Always dreaming about football, Cowherd, yes. So um, I was thinking about this last night. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying in sports, paralysis by analysis, just don't overthink the room. And I thought to myself, we kind of know who's going to win in this league. If you have a great quarterback, we know in the Brady-Belichick divorce, the quarterback's more important than the coach. But if you have a great quarterback or the best quarterback in a division and you have a competent coach – Hopefully, um, you know, he's been around a while. You have a really strong likelihood of winning that division or at least being a playoff team. So I was looking over because I still get one or two more tweaks until I unveil my final NFL predictions. And I was sitting there thinking this morning, if you just took the most productive quarterback from last year in every division, And hopefully bring the same coach back. I'm just going to make that my division winner. Well, it just so happens most of them have been that. With one or two exceptions. So this morning, as of this morning, here is who I would pick. 
Josh Allen was the most productive quarterback last year, so I'm going to take Buffalo to win the AFC East. Also, continuity brings back a successful head coach. All right? I'll take Patrick Mahomes, most productive quarterback in his division. Continuity, same head coach. I'll take Trevor Lawrence, second year with Doug Peterson, most productive quarterback in the division. And finally, Joe Burrow. Now, this just happens to be who I was going to pick anyway, right? I'd, I'd, I'd played around a little bit with Miami, but I can't trust to his health. So I'm just going by my new theory. Most productive quarterback last year, and do you bring back continuity with the head coach? That's what blew up last year Denver. Russell Wilson, new team, new coach, new city. That was too many moving parts. So let's go now to the NFC. Okay, I'm going to take in the NFC East Jalen Hurts. He was the most productive quarterback in that division. Brings back Nick Sirianni for, I think it's year three. Okay. Then we go to the NFC West. This is my change. Geno Smith was the most productive quarterback. Brock Purdy didn't play as enough games. Matt Stafford didn't play a lot. And Kyler Murray didn't. So this is my revelation. What am I doing here? Seattle had another good draft. The O-line was young, worn out at the end of last year, should be better. Their first four draft picks are viewed as A's across the board with two playmakers and a star corner. Then we go in the NFC South. Now, this was the one I go, okay, who was the most productive quarterback in the division? It's Derek Carr. Now, he was in a different conference, the better conference. But there isn't a quarterback and a coaching change. So the coach was there. And Derek was productive. They meet in New Orleans. I'll take the Saints. And finally, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins are a virtual tie, and they both bring back the coach. So Goff and Cousins have strikingly similar numbers. But, I mean, they literally passing yards are the same. Passer rating, Goff slight edge. The difference is Cousins threw twice as many interceptions. And if it's a coin flip, I'll take the quarterback who made fewer mistakes. I tend to think Goff is more talented anyway. So I will take now Detroit to win the NFC North. So in all these now, Allen, Mahomes, Lawrence, Burrow, Hurts, Geno, Derek, and Goff, I take the most productive quarterback of last year. Only once is there no coach-quarterback continuity, but unlike Denver last year, Dennis Allen, uh, the head coach in New Orleans, was already there, and Derek was highly productive. So there you go. And I think I was overthinking Seattle, and I was overthinking the NFC West. Arizona's in a total rebuild. Uh, the Rams are in a semi-rebuild. I mean, there's, there's some real weaknesses. J-Max pointed that out. Most people have them at six wins. And San Francisco... <laughs> Brock Purdy's not healthy. Trey Lance drama. Sam Darnold's looked better than both at practice and in their games. There's too much noise. There's just it's just too much noise at quarterback, even though they have the best roster. So there is my revelation. Most productive quarterback from last year. Coaching continuity. Seattle is now in NFC West. And I'm going to take coin flip Jared Goff. 
NFC's harder to pick because you don't have superstar quarterbacks. I'll take Goff and Detroit to win over Minnesota by inches. Battle to the last couple of weekends. There you go. There you go. A little bit of a, a little bit of revelation last night. I'm just going with best quarterback last year, and if you give me the coach, I'm going to go with that too. Because what blows up franchises? Inconsistent quarterbacks, new coach, new system, not sure. All this, the only one you worry about is, do the Saints really have the right coach? I don't know, but he's coming back. I'm getting the system, and Derek looked really good last week in his one appearance. So there you go. J-Mac, any quick reactions on that? Um, I'll just say, if we did this last year, you probably would have had Stafford in the NFC West, right? Stafford coming off the Super Bowl. Last year at this time. Yes. And you would have probably had Dak over Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts didn't win a playoff game. Right. Uh, and in the South, you would have had Tom Brady. So a lot of changes in the NFC, and you would have certainly had Aaron Rodgers now, over now. Golf for Cousins. So as we've said, the AFC is easier to pick oh, yeah. than the NFC. So that's why the NFC, I'm just going to go with what I know. Goff with Dan Campbell, it looks good. Derek Carr with this roster, which is clearly the best in division, yeah. looks good. I thought about Desmond Ritter when I did this this morning, but he only started four games. And, so he was really yeah. a backup. His preseason has not been great so far. The reports out of practice are Desmond Ritter's not crushing it, let's just say. So there we go. There's There as of now. I don't have all my playoff stuff all baked in yet, but I'm going Bills, Chiefs, Jags, Bengals, Eagles, Seahawks, Saints, Lions. So do you still have the Niners in the playoffs? Yes. yes. Okay. I just saw a story this morning. Shanahan not worried yeah. about Brock Purdy's consistent interception issues in camp. Trey Lance drama. Darnold looked great in the game, has reportedly been the best at practice. So what, what happens if they're just like Purdy struggling with his arm and Darnold starts for three weeks? That's on the table right now. Seattle knows exactly who's quarterbacking. So I'm going with that continuity. All right. Second story. Report, Jets have discussed trading for David Bakhtiari, all-pro Green Bay left tackle. Story, Makai Becton needs to show he can play without needing to come out, Robert Sala. At least the Jets know the issue. So it's one thing, there are a lot of problems in life that you can get to eventually. If you're 29 years old, your retirement you got some tarmac there. Or let's say you want to lose 10 to 12 pounds before your wedding in nine months. You know, you've got some time on those. What's concerning about the Jets' offensive line, it is the opposite of R-E-L-A-X. Go to the Jets' schedule until October 29th. So you start Monday, September 11th. The Bills... Second in scoring defense, Vaughn Miller may play. Next up, the Cowboys and the Patriots tied for third in sacks. Week four, the Chiefs second in sacks. After that, the Broncos second and third down defensive percentage that get you off the field. Week six, the Eagles first in sacks. And then week eight, the Giants tied for six in quarterback pressures. There is no R-E-L-A-X. They face not only statistically the toughest first six weeks in the league based on last year's winning percentage, their battle line faces 
the best sack D-lines in the business. Cross your fingers if you're a Jets fan that Vaughn Miller doesn't play until week two. So that's the issue that Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers see. Yesterday, they had a practice. It did not go well. It says here, six sacks, numerous pressures in a joint practice with Tampa Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, thoughts? I was thinking maybe we'd start to figure some stuff out. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. There's jobs up for grabs. So that's the beauty in camp, but also the struggle is um, in talking with uh, you know a couple of the guys. We just need some continuity, I think, uh, at some point so guys can feel comfortable playing together. Maybe that's the end of next week. Maybe it's the, the week that we have in between the season uh, and the last preseason game, but uh, jobs are up for grabs. Yeah, so old quarterbacks different than young quarterbacks. Josh Allen, uh, Cam Newton in his career, Justin Herbert are able to be wildly productive with bad O-lines early in their careers. Matt Stafford last year wrecked his season. When Brady got to Tampa, first thing they did, Gronk. Tristan Wirfs, Gronk's a great blocking tight end. Old quarterbacks, you can have flaws all over your team. Can't be O-line. Russell Wilson last year, most sacked quarterback, wrecked the season. Stafford wrecked the season. Brady addressed it immediately. So this is not a little thing. If he was a young quarterback, Josh Allen, Big Ben, you don't have to have a great offensive line. Justin Herbert, worst online in the league as a rookie, 31 touchdowns. But for older quarterbacks, this is the thing. And so when you look at that early schedule, it is just number one, number two, tied for third, number four, number six, all elite pass rushes. By the way, the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau now in year two off a good rookie year. He'll upgrade. So the Giants' sack totals were okay, middle of the pack. Those will go up. So it's just stuff to worry about. David Bakhtiari, rumor now on the table, left tackle. If I'm the Packers, there is nothing you could give me other than Sauce Gardner. Uh, there's nothing I'm ta- taking for David Bakhtiari. So that, that can be out there. I'm not in any way um, criticizing any report on that, but if I'm the Packers, I don't even know what you'd have to give me for David Bakhtiari. For, for Jordan Love, issue at left tackle, no thing. I mean, you'd have to really come in. Now, they just did a deal on Aaron Rodgers, so maybe they're on good terms. But I don't know. I, I just There's no way I'm giving up David Bakhtiari if I'm Green Bay. You'd have to really overpay Overtrade. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're now entering the No Bull Zone, sponsored by Credible. Great rates with none of the bull. Thanks for joining us in the herd today. J-Mac and I are off tomorrow. Greg Cosell, top of next hour. First time he begins in earnest his herd visits Thursday, top of second hour. So a former NFL scout, Daniel Kelly, spent four years pro scouting with the New York Jets. He wrote a book called Whatever It Takes, the story of a fan making it into the NFL. And he's a guy that's got you know almost a half a decade being in the NFL as a scout. And he came out and he was talking about Trey Lance, who's been a big story for the Niners. And it was pretty harsh, but he gave him a really bad grade in his first start in the preseason against the uh, Raiders. He said he looked like a rookie, appears unsure, often caused him to hold the ball too long. He doesn't look like he saw the field well enough or trusted his receivers. He didn't sparkle against small-time college competition, a huge red flag, so it's not surprising the Niners are now stuck with fool's gold. So um, the reason I liked him, and who knows, I didn't see him play in college. The reason I liked him, though, and thought he had a good chance to be a, a successful quarterback, big, smart, athletic, and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's making Brock Purdy work, uh, you know, Matt Schaub, a pro bowler. Matt Ryan, MVP. Big, smart, athletic kid, good kid. Figured he'd make it work. I liked his high school or his college highlights. Uh, I mean, listen, this stuff is hard. Mac Jones had several red flags. One-year college starter, not very athletic, has a temper, and not big. And he had an excellent rookie year with a defensive-driven staff and culture. You don't know. The first sign you don't know football is if you think anybody is going to ever go 20 for 20 on quarterback evaluations. A lot of people love Baker. A lot of people love Zach Wilson. I didn't. I like Sam Darnold. Some didn't. Nobody's sure. It's really hard. If Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, pretty good at quarterbacks, Brock Purdy seventh round, they thought it was going to work too. So uh, it didn't. But, you know, here's the thing. As I look at it, there's no reason to be mean-spirited or cruel. And here's the truth. Trey Lance is what happens to 75% of quarterbacks drafted all throughout the draft. He's not a franchise quarterback, at least in his first chance. And he's 50% of what happens to first-round quarterbacks. You find out very early, first couple of years, he's not your franchise quarterback. 
So he's right on average. It's not a disaster. He's big, smart, moves well, athletic, kind of a power arm. I'd roll the dice. I'd give a five or a six-round pick for him, put him on my team if I had an older quarterback, see if my guys could figure him out. He's coachable, I've been told. But he is basically the league average, <laughs> right? And so the league average is if you're drafted anywhere in the draft, 75% chance you will not be a franchise quarterback. Maybe a little higher than that. And 50% in the first round, you won't be the guy. On the planet, at any given time, there are six great quarterbacks. 32 teams. Six. And then another six, as a GM, you'd take a phone call on. Kirk Cousins, Dak, maybe. You know, that kind of class. Derek Carr. Somebody in the building likes him. Some don't. Raise hands. It's close. You'd move him if you have to. And then, it's a lot of stuff and right now Trey Lance young kid a lot of stuff doesn't quite work doesn't fit it's not the end of the world but if you're trying to talk yourself into it at this point you have an agenda Kyle Shanahan makes everything work they're struggling to make this work everybody can see it J-Mac with the news no no no, no. turn on the news this is the Herdline News all right let's get started with the uh, 49ers Brock Purdy back in camp, and you mentioned it earlier. He's thrown 10 picks since returning, including two interceptions and a couple near picks at yesterday's practice. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan not concerned, though, Colin. Take a listen. You never want interceptions um, in any situation. Um, you know, I don't – there's never one answer. Each one's different. Um, but I, when you're, you're – getting, I, I definitely like having interceptions a lot more in practice than in games. And – um, one thing Brock does is he lets it rip. Uh, he's not worried about anything else, uh, especially not worried about people counting his interceptions, you know, at practice and stuff. And that doesn't mean they're all right. Um, but I do like him letting it rip. And I like him learning from things that he can't get away with, things he can get away with. Yeah, I don't love him, but it is, you know, Garoppolo's had a, an interception bug. Dak did. Purdy does. Baker did. Mahomes and Burrow didn't. Herbert hasn't. I don't love him. I think it's some, I think practice means more now than ever. Ten years ago, did we hear about practice interceptions well, in August? Well, ten years ago, we didn't have the cameras and the availability. We didn't have NFL Network going live at practices. That's just like it, it's just like crimes actually down in America, but you see more of the yeah. crime because of iPhones. Oh, the crimes good. actually down massively since 1980. Did you just come up with that? That's good. No, I mean, it's just... I, I know, that's it, a really good analogy. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way it works in society. Sometimes it's like everybody's outraged about stuff that is much safer now in America than ever before. You just see it. Um, they do open in Pittsburgh against T.J. Watt and oh, the that's nasty a, defensive front. Right, it's it's really becoming... You you pegged it early. The, the three games now that I really love, I'm going to take Buffalo over the Jets because the O-line stuff. I'm going to take the Colts at home and the points against the Jags and the Hype Fest. And Pittsburgh's defense, I think my guess this morning is Sam Darnold starts in the opener. That's not a bad guess. And a who has a history of mistakes against hyper-athletic defenses. So Pittsburgh over San Francisco. Colts shock the world, beat the Jags. And Bill's defense just controls, especially if Vaughn Miller plays the Jets O-line. So I'm doing research last night because I'm a nerd, and I'm going to Vegas soon to uh, make some bets. Do you want to guess how many games Pittsburgh won outright as an underdog last year? Won the game, and they were an underdog in the game. Six. Seven. They're an underdog in this opener against San Francisco. This is the Tomlin spot. As a dog, 
Well, everybody doubts him. I mean, they were underdogs. It's a dumb game last year, and they ended up winning. The two coaches in this league that are such great motivators, Pete Carroll and Tomlin. I mean, they give these fiery speeches. Tomlin's team can lay an egg as a favorite. I bet you if you looked it up, he's got to be one of the top five underdog coaches in the last 30 years. Totally. When when they get backed against the wall, they can't win. Nobody brings out the alpha on his roster like Tomlin because he's got a lot of alpha. Uh, next up, the Colts. They have Anthony Richardson as their starter for week one. The fourth, fourth overall pick was surprised he got the nod so early, but Shane Steichen knows what he can bring to the Colts offense. Here's what he had to say. You just you see the upside on film. It just jumps off the tape, and you know you watch the tape in the draft, and it's like holy smokes! Like there ain't many guys guys that can do the things he's doing. So let's roll. Starting in OTAs, you know, getting him in here right after the draft, and just his work habits and what you know what he was doing, um, and the athletic ability he brings, and the playmaking ability he brings. I mean, just the way he treats people, the way he goes about it. He's a charismatic guy. You know, he just he cares about people. Great teammate. Wants to do everything right. I'm excited. Hey, that Jacksonville season opener you mentioned, Jacksonville's defense was garbage last year. Well, it, They're not good. No. Defensively. And the element of surprise, two things are always true. Yeah. Bad teams don't know they're bad in September. So they play with a confidence that will evaporate by October, November. The second thing is the element of surprise. I mean, the Wildcat offense worked for about half a year in the NFL. Hiking the ball to a running back with no quarterback worked. Element of surprise. And so run and shoot worked briefly, and then people got film on it. You have no idea what this offense is going to look like. They're just running bits and pieces. Jacksonville's going to get a brand new game plan. They have no idea. You, you think Shane Steichen's using anything he's going to use in week one? Heck no. So I think the Colts, I know, by week six, people have figured it out. I mean, it's like the first, when Lamar Jackson came in, and I'm not saying this kid's as good as Lamar, but when Lamar Jackson came in, remember like week 11 of his first year? Yeah. By the playoffs, I think the Chargers had faced him a second time. Yeah, and they shut him down, yeah. But the first time you saw Lamar Jackson, you didn't know what you were seeing. Remember when Green Bay had to face Kaepernick the first time? It's like, you mean you only have so much film? It's like they say in baseball, your first time around the league, you get fed fastballs, and then guys figure out what to throw a batter, but nobody knows what you can hit and can't hit. Um, Steichen brought in Gardner Minshew. Remember in the offseason? Yeah. He was like, oh, that's from Philly. He'll be the starter. Richardson will ease in. It, t- it took like a week for them to name Richardson the starter. This also he, did you he see? He kn- must know some stuff. Also, so Steichen brought in Gardner Minshew. Part of why he brought him in, from what I read, is he likes him. Have you heard Minshew's comments at camp? Minshew's like his mentor. Minshew's like, oh, this guy's the future of the franchise. According to reports, Minshew's been unbelievable at practice. So Steichen's like, I need a mentor. I mean, Gardner Minshew's like an amazing story, right? Like. Didn't he live in a van or something? You know, He's he, a little wacky. Yo, but Steichen brought him over, A, because when Shane's not hovering around Anthony Richardson, Minshew can teach him the offense. So I think that's one of those subtle moves that nobody talks about. But the story is that Minshew's been a tremendous teammate to Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, final story, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale singled out and made an example of last season's fifth overall pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, in front of the entire defense. Yesterday, Thibodeau was asked how he felt about it, and uh, here's what he had to say. Him wanting to let me know that he, he feels I can be a pro bowler this year. He feels I can, you know, kind of take the league by storm, and me knowing that, 
him saying it really doesn't mean much, right? It's about what I go do every day. And that's kind of the conversation that we had that, you know, I'm the only one that can get me to the places I want to be. If you're not growing, you're losing. So if I don't become a better player, I'm going to be out in three years, you know, and that's, that's a, the truth to the NFL. So I'm um, just understanding that, you know, if I want to be here for a long time, it got to be uh, a continuous growth. The Giants have two things that everybody in this league wants. A great young left tackle and a great young edge rusher. I know you're selling your Giants stock. And no, I don't sold. no, no, I'm not selling. It's sold. <laughs> I, uh, I cashed out early. We had them in the playoffs last year. Um, it, it's sold. It's okay, yeah. so let me defend the Giants on this. I did this yesterday. The entire <laughs> league would die for a great pass rusher. You're not paying yet. And a great left tackle, you're not paying left yet. The Giants have both. So, like, we can sell all the... Oh, by the way, the league would also die for a brilliant offensive coach. So, for all the sellers on the Giants, Dayball, Thibodeau, and, and Andrew Thomas, the whole league wants those three things. A progressive, brilliant old coach, a great left tackle for the next 10 years, and a great pass rusher. And I'm, I'm just telling you, it matters in this league, not only that you have great players, are they at the right positions. Now, we don't love Daniel Jones. We don't love him, but he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He's not losing you games. Well, last season he didn't. Had five, well, the he, years prior he made a well, ton. Well, but he didn't have Brian Dave there. So if Daniel Jones remains 19 touchdowns, 5 picks, I'm just saying there's, the Giants, for all the knock on Gettleman, and he was no day at the beach, didn't, did Gettleman, how long has the GM for the Giants had that job? One or two years. I don't, I don't even know who. But all I know is left tackle, pass rusher, stars. Those are top they, of the league stars. They got a defense, right? Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Those Thibodeau. Are, they're good on the defensive line. Very good. But I am curious. You said selling stock. Um, are you a buy and hold guy or do you sell am, and I, take profits? I'm a hold on the Giants. But I, I think my, my takeaway is I don't love... I don't love their wide receiving group, but I like Darren Waller. I'm just saying, so star back, star tight end, great defense, left tackle, edge rusher, that's what the whole league's looking for. Now, if you threw me one bone at receiver and said, okay, they got a really, let's just say, you know, random, you had Cooper Cup at receiver. Well, I think they could buy for the, my only question is, with Daniel Jones and no star receiver, do you have to win one way? Do you have to win, like, no turnovers? You got to play. Daniel Jones can't overcome mistakes. Yeah, they're not. built to win like 17 14. And by the way, you can do that in the NFC more than the AFC. But I'm more of a hold on the Giants. I think they've got some really nice pieces. So their schedule, they open with Dallas, Arizona, San Francisco, right? Okay. We'll see. But um, what's the line on Dallas Giants? Dallas is favored on the road. By how much? I don't have it in front of me. Arizona, San Fran. That Dallas game is going to be up. That's a good game. It's a great game. Oh, it's game. a Sunday night football game. Oh, come on. That's good. Giants at home. How about that? You Brian think league, Day Bowl against McCarthy. You think the league is happy to have New York on Sunday night football okay. and Monday night football? So back I, to that. Alex just told me in my ear, the Giants are three and a half point dogs. Probably got to take the Giants. Get in the hook. Yeah. You have already sold your stock. The stock is sold. As your broker, I would say I'd hold so, a little. I don't know how much you do the stock market. NVIDIA, do you have that by any chance? I'm not going to get into it. It's my gone holdings. through the roof, so my son has it. Oh, brother. And he's begging my wife to we got to sell. we got to sell. And she's like, no, you're holding it. He's like, let me take some profit, Mom. No. 
So he, it, it, we're trying to do the buy and hold strategy. I'm a seller. I'm like, hey, we're topping out. I'm out on the giant. Trees you don't. Hold it. Trees don't grow to the sky. Sell. Ooh, look at you, Pearl. What is that, Warren Buffett? You quoting here? First hour, geez. Well, they don't. That's an old saying. Okay. Trees don't grow to the sky. Triple your money. Boom, get out. Unless you have Apple. I held that for <laughs> Not a Apple's old. Uh, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I don't know. I don't know. NFC is weak enough. The Cowboys are fragile enough. I'm not going to sell my giant stock yet. You know, the Giants historically, when you think they're going to be great, they're not. And when you doubt them, they're good. They're weird. At home, they can crush your dreams. Then they go on the road and they win games you can't believe they win. They're such an odd franchise. I often think they, I, I don't have any stats to back it up. Some of the greatest Giants games ever have been on the road. I can't tell you how many times at home you're like, oh, it's a great nothing burger. We'll see. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike 
and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You can help those affected by the wildfires in Hawaii. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from these disasters. Go to redcross.org slash foxforward. So Mac Jones knows what Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers is going through. Mac Jones had to replace the greatest quarterback of all time. And now Jordan Love is going to replace one of the most talented quarterbacks and greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers. And so Mac Jones yesterday was asked if he could give Jordan Love any advice. I think um, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play in the NFL. So uh, to follow up on him, it's just trying to chase the standard that he set um, every day. And uh, honestly, we're definitely two different players, and that's the only advice I'd have. And uh, just continue to grow and be yourself, right? That's all you can do is put your best foot forward and compete. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely big big shoes to fill. So Jordan Love has two huge advantages, Favre. uh, Well, let's just, just, just say he's got two assets going for him. Matt LaFleur is a very smart young offensive coach, and the league is now an offensive league. It wasn't when Favre took over. It wasn't when Aaron took over. So the league has shifted to be more quarterback protective and friendly. And he's got Matt LaFleur. The other thing is the NFC is not very good. And I'll give you an example. Favre averaged 10 wins in his career, and Aaron Rodgers averaged 10 wins in his career. But when Favre was in the NFC, the Giants, Dallas, and San Francisco got a trophy The Rams had the greatest show on turf. Tampa Bay had the best defense arguably ever. And Philadelphia had Andy Reid in his coaching prime. It was the superior conference. When Aaron Rodgers was in the NFC, the Giants got a Super Bowl. The Saints had Breeze and Peyton. The Seahawks had the Legion of Boom. Harbaugh was in San Francisco and they were thumping people. And Philadelphia had some of Andy Reid. Now the league transitioned to an offensive league and all the best quarterbacks are in the AFC. So Jordan Love has to face a really good San Francisco roster with potentially a seventh-round quarterback. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins, who shrinks in big games. Seattle's talented but young, and it's Geno Smith. They face the NFC South, which is the weakest quarterback division in football. Philadelphia is great. There's your one. There's your one. So Favre and Rodgers faced far superior teams, dynasties, defense than Jordan Love will. If he is the guy, and I've said this, if he's the guy, you'll know this year. You'll know by Thanksgiving. If you you look at what the league has become, much easier for quarterbacks, their first six or seven games, a lot of bad defenses from last year, excellent coach, young players he can grow with, Way above average O-line. I mean, there's a lot of defense. Last year, Bears defense bad. Falcons defense. Lions defense. Raiders defense. Those were atrocious defenses. So the schedule works. The culture works. The coach O-line works. You're going to know. Favre and Rodgers faced a different league and a much, much better NFC. All right, so I was thinking about this. Um, I've said this. Quinn Ewers is probably the third most talented quarterback in next year's draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May. I am not a Quinn Ewers fan. 
too loose, undisciplined. So Greg Cosell, I got a hold of Greg Cosell, who's on the top of next hour. Cosell's so good. And so he looks at film a year ahead of when guys are going to get drafted. So I went and looked at the strengths and weaknesses of Quinn Ewers. It's <laughs> My eyes didn't deceive me. Strengths, high-level arm talent, can make every throw in the book. Weaknesses, too much backyard football, undisciplined, loose sandlot feel, misses too many deep throws, needs to become quicker with his processing, holds the ball too low. I've said this. He's Jay Cutler. I see a ton of talent. I'm not sure he's ever going to be a guy I trust. So Greg Cosell, top of next hour, to talk about some NFL stuff. Um, and the, the interesting story here, This is, I think Texas is the most fascinating football college team this year. Not USC, not the Southern teams, not Harbaugh. Keep your eye on Texas. It's really fragile. So, Sark, in a perfect scenario, Quinn Ewers is great. Arch Manning watches, takes over next year. That would be perfect. But Quinn Ewers makes a lot of mistakes. And if you've watched him, and we have, something come becomes very clear. When you're loose talented but undisciplined you can beat the crappy teams but what about the good teams and that's how texas will be judged this year sark needs to go 11 and 1 at worst 10 and 2 and they have to go to bama that probably is an l so if you look at quinn ewer's career against ranked teams last year he was awful 52 percent completion percentage five touchdowns four picks one and four again Better coordinators, better defenses. You can't get away with Sandlot football. You can't get away with undisciplined. Quinn Ewers, and this is very Zach Wilson out of BYU, against unranked opponents, he tore it up. Texas just had better players, better receivers. He had more time to throw, let it fly. His guys will win the jump ball. It's very Zach Wilson. Everybody fell in love with Zach Wilson. I said, go look at the two times he played Utah, Kyle Whittingham, and Washington, and Chris Peterson. It's a different story. Wasn't the same quarterback. Loose, undisciplined players can get away with it at big programs or programs with good players because the receiver wins the jump ball, the receiver is more open, the tight end, there's more holes, you're throwing on third and one, not third and 11. So um, I think it's really interesting. So I think Sark, deep down, knows Arch Manning's better. The question is when, right? The other thing is the Mannings don't want to be viewed as meddling or heavy-handed. The Manning family, they got a big brand. They don't want to be viewed as interfering here. But Sark knows, A, I got to win. Arch Manning's going to be better. The question is when. In a perfect world, Quinn plays, Quinn starts, Quinn crushes. But if they lose that early game at Alabama and Quinn Ewers gets a little unraveled, it's going to be really tough for Texas. That's why I think they're a fascinating program this year. It's always been, to me, one of the more interesting programs. Um, that game at Alabama, then week four at Baylor. Kansas State this year is very good. They face them. And then uh, you start looking at that schedule at TCU, Kansas State. There are pockets that could be very problematic. Sark was on our show a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about this whole Ewers-Arch Manning quarterback room. Whether you're talking about Quinn Ewers, Malik Murphy, Arch Manning, all these guys are at a different phase. And what they need to do a really good job is, is not get caught up in what the other guy's working on in his development, 
but focus on what we're asking them to work on in their development. I've been part of some really good quarterback rooms over the years. You know, back in the day at SC, I had Carson Palmer, Matt Castle, and Matt Liner in the same room. You know, I was at the quarterback room at Alabama with Tua Tonga-Vailoa and Mac Jones in the same room. So I'm not, this isn't just, you know, foreign territory for me. I think one of the things Greg Cosell does, he gives you, we, we tend to on this show, who'd you beat, who you didn't. But he gives you an overview on the strengths and weaknesses. And to me, Quinn Ewers is a slightly bigger Zach Wilson. That's what I see. Loose, undisciplined, great arm. You can't get away with that stuff in the NFL. You can get away with it in college against bad teams. So he, against good teams, good coordinators, highly paid coordinators, big programs, equal athletes, a mess. That's the difference. So I think it's a very fragile quarterback room, whereas Michigan knows who their guy is, USC know who, knows who their guy is. Most of your top programs, you know, uh, Ohio, does Ohio State know who their quarterback is? Bama right now is not sure who their quarterback is. But Bama's had so much success, there's no pressure on Saban. Arch Manning here, Quinn Ewers, Sarkast to win. It is intense, and Longhorn boosters are overlosing. They are over it, and you also want to go into the SEC with some momentum because it's the best football conference by a lot. So can't wait for that. I think this year in college football is going to be our best season in maybe 15, 20 years. Greg Cosell, top of next hour, but his scouting report is basically what your eyes tell you. Loose, gifted, misses, sloppy, unrefined. Doesn't mean you can't correct it, but it's got a Zach Wilson, Jay Cutler feel all over it to me. All right, um, J-Mac, that Jets on line now has become – now it has become now the national story of note with that oh, team. Oh, come on. It feels like you're being – Did old. their starting left tackle play? No. Did their starting right tackle play? No. Take a deep breath. It's going right. to be fine. But you sold all your giant stock. Of course. Of course. It, uh, now, if you want to buy Jet stock, go for it. It's a little overpriced at the moment, <laughs> right? Uh, some of their Super Bowl odds are a little shaky. Um, I don't know. Who's the team you're buying stock in? Colts? Do we like them? Bears? After last night, my epiphany, Seattle. I think I'm overthinking the room. I, how much noise can San Francisco have at quarterback? Could we get? Could we find a starter? It's mid-August. Wait, wait. You're, but you're talking about San Francisco, and you're liking Seattle. Easy question. Can Geno Smith come close to duplicating what he did last year. Yes, he can come close to duplicate. You're certain of that. Well, they've added the greatest a, season of his career by a mile, and he can do it again? Well, those players are all back. He also has Lockett, DK Metcalf, a star receiver in the draft. Ooh. I think he can come close to it. Hour two next. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.